Weddings never go out of style, do they? They are as old-fashioned as the human race and as new as today's internet news. As I understand that this morning's lesson calls us to be wise tenders of the light, watching and waiting, the gospel tells us, with the tenderness, keeping awake for Christ's promised second coming. While we wait, God calls us to be people who pass on God's wisdom and who shine God's light wherever we go. This morning's scripture lesson speaks to us in three full, a threefold challenge. First, it challenges us to think about how we, like the wise bridesmaids, are called to keep our lamps burning with the light of God. This is an especially ominous challenge as we enter a particularly tough season of increased darkness, both in the literal sense of diminishing light and in the metaphorical sense of the grip which this virus has on our lives. Add to those challenges of darkness the murkiness we find ourselves in and our divided country in as we try to process what a future with newly elected government officials is going to mean at both the state and the national levels. And how will we, the people, best offer our light of God to help unify the diverse peoples of this nation? The second challenge I see in this morning's gospel lesson is remembering of and the rethinking of what we believe about the promised return of Jesus at the end time. Wondering with an awakened sense of urgency how we each can ensure that we do as Jesus commands us to do in scripture, to watch and to keep awake. For we neither know the day nor the hour that Christ will return. And the third challenge as proposed in Psalm 78 is the responsibility that we each have to ensure that we pass down God's word and commands to our children and our children's children while constantly coming up with new and creative ways to connect with these young people. These people who are going to be our future, they're seekers, they're learners, they're lovers of God, and they will be our leaders. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to invite you to wonder with me about ways we can be wise tenders of God's light in the dark days as well as in more joy-filled days, which we pray are ahead of us and all of God's children. In Jesus' parable about the ten bridesmaids, we find the context of the parable very interesting and quite different from our American Christian wedding traditions today. The setting, as I said earlier, is a wedding in the Eastern culture in the Jewish people of the first century, and it includes a ceremony that occurs at night after dark. And the hour of the ceremony is determined by the groom's father. The groom was the central figure of the wedding. 
Typically, weddings included big gatherings. As I talked during the children's message, people would follow the groom and his father down the street to the festivities, and they'd win to the banquet hall, and they would be part of all of that celebration. And the celebrations, they lasted for a week or longer. Can you imagine? And a seemingly trivial fact at first hearing, but one that is essential to understanding Jesus' parable, the fact that once all of the invited guests had gathered in the wedding banquet hall with the groom and the bride, the doors are shut and they're locked because that is their tradition. I now invite you to time travel in your imagination with me and envision yourself as one of the wedding attendants where Jesus tells us how the bridegroom traditionally stays with his father and the groomsmen in his father's house. The father determines the beginning time of the wedding as the groom was the central focus. Once the groom's father ensures that the groom and the groomsmen are all ready, they get up and an ancient musical instrument, usually made out of a ram's horn, a shofar, is, is blown to announce the coming of the groom to the bride's house. Once the groom and the groomsmen go out in the street, that's when all the family and all the friends that they follow, and they make this big parade of people. It's a joy-filled parade, and it's a light parade as well. Each of them bringing lamps or torches so they can see in the darkness. And as far as it is for, and as hard as it is for us to imagine, each person's light source is powered by oil or some other combustible material, not electric, not battery, not a cell phone power. As this process, as the groom processes to the bride's house, the bridesmaids, they need to start getting ready. So they have to trim their lamps, turn their lamps on, and five of the bridesmaids, the wise bridesmaids, their lamps, they come on and they stay lit so they can go out and join with the rest of them. But then there's five foolish bridesmaids, Jesus calls them, whose lights won't stay lit. They go out and they don't have any extra oil with them. So the five foolish bridesmaids, they ask the wise bridesmaids to give them some of their oil since the foolish one's lamps have already gone out. What happens next is pivotal to the understanding of this whole parable. The wise ones tell the foolish ones that they better go out and buy some oil. You see, oil in this parable symbolizes the Spirit of God by which the light of testimony can be maintained in the hour of darkness. These wise bridesmaids, they're not being selfish for not giving any of their oil to the other bridesmaids. No, they are being realistic. How would it even be possible for these wise bridesmaids or anyone to give the foolish ones the Spirit of God? Because the Spirit of God 
is not a transferable commodity. Besides, the foolish ones seem to lack any interest in any serious engagement with the Holy Spirit. As mature Christians, we each know that our relationship with God and our beliefs is an inside job, which is not transferable to any other person for the mere asking. Sure, we can help other Christians know, come to know Jesus, but they need an individual, personal relationship that they're investing their heart in to understand and to love Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. We are definitely called to shout from the mountaintops as well as the valleys and every place in between on dark days and on good days. How much we love God and love God's children because of our understanding and gratitude for our awesome, timeless, glorious, and merciful God. But we cannot give the Spirit of God away, not even as a gift to another merely at their request. Each person, each child of God, has to want to start and want to grow in a relationship with God as they grow in their faith and live out their faith. Only a few last details are needed to wrap up a meaningful understanding of this parable. You might remember that after the foolish bridesmaids returned from the oil dealer where they bought their extra oil, the wedding banquet hall doors were already closed with the bride and the bridegroom and all the guests inside. And per the wedding tradition, the banquet hall doors were locked. But nonetheless, the five foolish bridesmaids, they came back only to find the door shut and locked. And how they must have been dismayed, disheartened, Scripture tells us that they are saying, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. I can imagine they are probably actually yelling it in despair. Lord, Lord, open the door to us, please. However, our Lord, the doorkeeper said, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Friends, none of us know the day or the hour of Christ's promised second coming. And those people in the world who don't even take or make the time to engage in relationship building with our triune God, what else could one expect Jesus to say to them? But truly I tell you, I do not know you. As one of today's hymn lyrics says, it only takes a spark to keep the fire going because that's how it is with God's love. Once you experience it, you want to pass it on. We don't know either when Jesus will return, but we do know that God commands us to love God, love our neighbor, and love ourselves. We are called to pass on the word of God wherever we go. As we walk through the darkness with God as our guide, diligently reading our Bibles to understand scripture, working side by side with one another, and being intentional about keeping awake.
and attentive to God's possibilities in the world. We each need to continue to be wise tenders of God's light. One of the most important ways we can offer oil to another is through the ministry of the Spirit as we each impart to others the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 13 and 14, Jesus said to him, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his authority, but will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Spirit's task is to take the Word of God and through the Word reveal Jesus Christ. We are looking at a ministry of the Holy Spirit available to anyone who will seek in the Scriptures to know the truth. Because knowing and understanding the truth through the Word of God is designed to take human beings deeper into and more permanent relationship with our triune God that will involve the teaching of divine life. In conclusion, the foolish then are those who invest themselves in only superficial knowledge of scriptural truth. They look for moral enlightenment or for knowledge that might comfort them in some of their times of uncertainty and doubt. As I see it, those foolish bridesmaids are not all in when it comes to being fully committed to living a life according to Jesus' teaching and preaching, and they are not living into what God commands on a wholehearted basis. We each know that God doesn't call us to offer half commitments because half commitments are not enough. Faith definitely goes much deeper than just doctrine alone. Biblical knowledge is noteworthy, but without living out our love for God and our neighbor and surrendering ourselves to doing God's will, to being God's batteries and God's oil in the world, at the level of commitment to the Spirit, which is essential to our being considered wise tenders of God's life. Let us each ensure that we are enough, we have enough oil to keep our lamps burning, remembering that the oil symbolizes the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, by which the light of testimony could be maintained in any time or type of darkness. Through our growing knowledge of Jesus Christ and living out of God's love for all God's people and passing down God's word to the next generation and the next generation, we are tending God's light as wise people and we are setting ourselves up to be awake and waiting when Christ comes again. May it be so.